I like that hat. Thanks. I bought it while I was drunk the other night. It's a good fucking purchase then. Uh, I heard that part. <laughs> street, <I'm> street vendor. <laughs> I bet in One Thailand second. they probably have like legit, like authentic shit on the street instead of like you go to New York and it's like all fake Gucci and shit. Oh, uh, they got all that stuff too. But yeah. you know what this, this hat sent me back like six bucks or something. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> What are your monthly expenses? Like, how much do you spend to live there? My expenses are nothing. Like, maybe twelve hundred bucks a month. Wow, that's depressing. That's insane. It's only worth it if you work for it. It's only worth it if you work for it. I won't stop till they hear me now. I won't stop till I wear the crown. Oh boy. FEMY is going going for it right now. Okay, am I going to get fucked here or what? <laughs> I heard something. Uh, come on, you son of a bitch. Don't keep pulling back on me. Oh, boy. There's all my profits for the day. <clears throat> Do not tell me you took that. I did. Oh, I'm in the halt down, I think, too. Even better. Oh, guys, can we do like no trading during the podcast? <laughs> oh, man, now I'm red for the day. What the fuck? Uh, what ticker? FEMY. That was so brutal. It's down 17%. I, hit, I hit at 1.5 and we had like three cents profit and then dump. Now I'm down a thousand bucks on that ticker. Oh, F-E-M-Y. There we go. Oh, man. Oh, actually, almost 1,100 to be. Well, I should have gone with smaller share size, apparently. Honestly, in, in this market, you, you want to get green, get going. I don't know if you were green before, but it's like, I cannot keep any profits in this market. Like if I'm up 500 bucks, I better, I better walk or a thousand, whatever, you know, after, after like one or two or three good green trades, if I'm green, those are probably it. I was, Same. I was green in pre-market 350. And all I've done is go back and forth. And now I'm really digging myself a hole. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like one of my classic stories. Oh, yeah, I was I was down almost a thousand today, and then somehow I made it back up, and I'm only down, or no, I'm up one hundred and thirty dollars right now, and I'm just like, yeah, I needed to run. I have family visiting. That's why I was a little late today as well. So, dude, yeah, I was up three hundred when we started the podcast. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's so painful, man. I'm sorry. Uh, whatever. What, what happened to you? I just took the FEMY breakout dump and got smoked with a bunch of shares. Oh, Jesus. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. That's nasty. What did you have, like 3,000 shares? Uh, I had... Uh, I had yeah about exactly. Now I'm getting smoked. Oh. On the first side. 
Yeah, this is one of those classic comp uh, tickers where it's like, you know, you look to the left, pops up, flushes, pops up, flushes. Although here it popped up and broke. So it's a little little misleading, I guess. But yeah, it cleared high a day. So I thought there was a chance, but I didn't think it was coming coming back all the way back down to, you know, down to where was it like the 50 EMA? Mm -hmm. Oh, well. I did pretty good on the yeah, I was thinking... SLNO. Yeah, SLNO. Yeah, that was a crazy one, free market. I was not expecting that. I was just like sitting back watching it. Um, after that, I thought it was going to be like a hot day. Uh, but it seems like after they opened, like everything just started dumping or getting choppy. Oh, it was a, it was a tough so, open. Huh? I called it even, out. Even yeah, I was I watching SLNO. I called it out <laughs> super early too, and then I made. I was like instantly up three hundred bucks on it, and then I went out to dinner because I was like, okay, I'll just take a break. And then, uh, yeah. And then I came back and saw it ran all the way to what like twenty five bucks or something. So then I uh, started fomoing. That's when the FOMO kicks in. That. that was that was the worst. I probably should have just shut the computer off. That was that was high a day, like three hundred five bucks, three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. I think you know that's a pretty solid green day in, in this market, based on maybe um, some averages. And uh, yeah, I was I was kind of red all day, so I I wrapped up pre market like like usual because I didn't see any activities. And then a bunch of stuff happened. I saw in the Discord. I logged in and then I took like a big loss trade right away. And I was like, ah, I, I gotta wait till the market opened. And that's that's what I did. And then I actually went even more red. I think on SLNO right out of the gate. I took a bunch of trades on SNL, or actually only two trades, but I got caught in this flush and in this halt. I bought here at the top for the breakout and then it opened lower. So I just oh. two back-to-back -back trades. Yeah. I was down, I don't know, I think on this ticker, like 500, not so much because I didn't use that big share size, only 300 shares here and 100 shares in this halt. Um, and then this trade right here got me back green on, not on this ticker, but just in general, because I bought here on this pullback and I was I was even holding here at 25 and then it pulled all the way back. I took some profits and then I closed the rest at like 23 or something, somewhere in this area. But if this broke over 25 and got halted or something like that, that could have been a really nice win. Because I was green here on the PL on the day on a very small size. But yeah, tricky stuff. Nice. Um I my investment portfolio is down twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Was, it's, uh, it's been every, brutal out there. Every trade I made on SLN <laughs> was a green trade today. I didn't take one red trade on it. Nice, very wow, nice. That's impressive. I'm the opposite. I had a thirty percent win rate today. Still loaded. Still ended up green. Um, but yeah, thirty percent win rate. Um, I had one solid trade on uh, FEMY, the first one minute candle. First one green candle at nine thirty, um, and then just started giving back since then. But um, mm -hmm. is that uh, investment portfolio? Is that just on the day, or is that all time? That's all time. I just keep buying stocks in that one, just constantly. Whenever I have like funds yeah. lying around, I'll just buy more. But it's like some tickers have just only been down, um, and I, so it's. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm not planning to sell anything there for at least a year or two. Um, but yeah, that's a little painful yeah. portfolio. 
because the SPY has so much more to go down potentially. But some of these companies are down so much already. I, I figured these are good names, but what do you what do you have? What are you holding? All sorts of stuff um, like indie, SoFi. Here you can see I was buying indie like originally here and buying all the way down. Yeah. Um, SoFi, I think I just started accumulating some. So just like, oh, I only have one share that I bought. This was like an alert. Sometimes I'll have like an alert order that goes out and then I buy. Um, oh, yeah. Thing, things like that. Uh, Snow. Uh, this is another company um, I bought. It should show up. I don't know why it doesn't, but I bought this one. I started accumulating it somewhere here. So I'm down like 10% on this one or or it was maybe here I started accumulating it. I'm not really sure, but yeah, just stuff like this. And um, the portfolio is kind of large. It's like $80,000 roughly, but uh, so it's only down. Well, it's $80,000 now. So it's down like 20%. I would say maybe, maybe 25%, but yeah, it's like everything I buy, it just keeps going down. So I don't know. Don't take investing yeah. advice from me. So I, I stick to day trading. Everything else is, uh, is, I don't know. It's a big question mark. Better to buy. Yeah. Freaking, just put your money in uh freaking Yoda bank and get your lottery tickets or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you just got to buy this. Yeah. You're, you're all tech. Yeah. That's a big problem. I'm, I'm mostly tech. I think the one thing, that's great. Um, and it's a hot market and risk on. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's my, my fault. I went a little bit too risky in my investment portfolio, but the thing is I like a lot of tech was already down like 70, 80, 90%. Um, but I started accumulating a lot of my tech positions after that potentially dead cat bounce we had. And then we had like a pretty nice pullback and I just started really buying heavy, a lot of positions there. Uh, unfortunately, I just realized my screen's still sharing. Unfortunately, yeah, it like, you know, we had like a big support zone. There was like a tiny pop. I'm like accumulating ready for that second leg up. And it was just like 20, 30% flushes. And I was like, oh, but I'm sure most of it will come back as long as the companies don't go bankrupt. But I, let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm been tough out there i'm excited yeah, tough, for, for sure yeah the september vibes to to go away <laughs> this is like such a hard month it's my worst month since i started trading small caps in 2019 it's crazy wow but I, but i guess it's gonna always happen right you're always gonna have your worst month ahead of you how big of a drawdown are you in um i actually don't even know the exact number but it's uh I could pull it up. It's it's definitely sizable. Um, this month I'm down like seven k or something like that. No, nah, a little bit more maybe. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Uh, but in the meantime, um, you know, how are you guys doing out there? Like anything new? I know Toby, you've been gone for for a little bit. <laughs> Smart taking this month off, kind of. I was. I've been doing pretty good until, well, until today, I guess. A little just keeping <laughs> my good base hits every day couple hundred bucks yeah i noticed you weren't sticking around too long so not kind of overstaying your welcome yeah if i if i you know my i don't really have a daily goal but if it's you know a couple hundred bucks and the market's been so trash that it just seemed like a better better just to take the money and run and 
enjoy the rest of the evening or wait till the next trading day. Yeah. I think that's really what it is. Just kind of get green, get, get going. Cause it's like, what I've really noticed is I've lost, I don't know what it is, but I feel like my ability to like identify like when I should trade or not has like deteriorated and I've been trading all sorts of nonsense. So I was like, I need to limit my exposure. If I don't see something that is like my default, you know, bread and butter, I need to get out of here. Uh, Cause if it's, if it's, if nothing's moving, I'll just start trading some complete nonsense for no reason. I know I'm better than that, but I think I just get bored. And if I'm looking at the market, it's, I don't know. I need to practice self-discipline. So I just need to close my TOS when nothing's yeah. happening. That's what I've learned. Did you check, place any pre-market trades in SLNO? Uh, I did. Um, uh, that was I sort did. of right up the rally, right, right around that time zone, that time area that you that you trade. Oh, um, actually, no, I didn't trade this one. But yeah, no, typically it is like, I I closed my TOS. I'll share my screen quickly. Um, literally like at seven thirty, so it wasn't really on my scanners yet. It probably just popped up in my scanners around seven thirty, but it wasn't something I'd be looking at till around like seven thirty five, thirty seven. But then at this yeah. point, there's like not a lot of volume, so I'm not super crazy about a ticker like this. But no, I would probably start watching it here. Yeah. That I was I was offline, yeah. but um, technically it was pretty nice pre market. And it, sometimes when you see a, a ticker this this active pre market, they tend to not perform so well at the open. Uh, yeah, because they're that's they're really already... cool. It's holding its highs at three hundred fucking percent. Wow. Yeah, it's consolidating <laughs> quite a long. That's time. crazy. Kobe wants actually... to jump in for a short. Dude, I do. I was literally just going to say, I, I know, right? I fucking blow myself up. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of nuke an account, dude. dude. I never did it before. This is the <laughs> moment. Wow, the daily is just so crazy on this ticker. Oh, wow. Damn. That's a lot of resistance. <laughs> that is a lot of money stuck in there. Although it does have these kind of multi freaking month runs, which is pretty impressive. What's the float? You, you, you don't really see that. Um, 10 million. Are you short still oh. the stock though? Below 10 million. Am I what? Are you sure that that's still the stock or if it just changed the ticker symbol? Or, you know, if that's a previous company? Oh, uh, yeah. A different company? You don't know. I, right? a, I don't think that would be the case with this one. Sometimes you'll see that, but you'll see like a like a dead strip where nothing happened for months or something. Doesn't seem like this yeah, one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. This is 2017 back here. The new just doesn't go back that far, yeah. But but yeah, this is major resistance here, huh? We got like big support around 20 again and again and again. Although there was a reverse split, so or actually split sometimes i it's hard to like value those supply zones oh my god yeah there's there's edtx right here then minus five thousand dollar a day uh wow. so yeah i don't know i had a high here of a hundred and forty thousand and now i'm at like hundred and thirty three thousand so yeah like a seven thousand dollar drawback it's it's not too bad it's just like 
what's what's been kind of damping my mood a little bit is like in a way i haven't really made much progress in like a year um which you guys know i've been kind of complaining about this for a while that this year has been a little bit of a wash for me um i mean technically i'm up but it's it feels like it's been a whole one step forward one step back kind of year for me probably i would say because q1 um was really Ah. hectic uh we had you know some very personal family issues i was um with my 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 girlfriend's family um there was a passing in the family so we spent like two months in south germany and i was very distracted and then at the same time i was trying a different strategy of holding longer so like q1 and like half a q2 i was fully somewhere else with my head plus i was trying something different so i think that's a big reason Mm -hmm. the whole year started really bad for me um yeah, it was basically just zero profits for like four months uh, during during what typically is one of the hottest months of the uh, time periods of the year. And then I had like a little bit of a green streak when I was like, OK, I need to get back to the basics, get green, get out my classic strategy. And that's when things got a little bit good. And then August. Um, yeah, nothing really happened in August. I was also away. I think I had like a handful of trading days in all of August. I was mostly gone. Yeah. And then, you know, September has just been pretty brutal so far but uh, yeah nothing too different like my stats are pretty typical other than that and i hope we can end the year strong <laughs> it's i don't like that my pnl curve is just going like or my nominal pnl like you know i had my biggest month yeah. basically two year two and a half years ago it's disgusting wow yeah, it's weird to kind of think back and be like, where are we right now in the stock market in terms of history and everything like that? It's like we could be in a point where it's just going to be really bad for a while. We've been saying this for so long, but there's no point in trying to predict it and be like, oh, this is going to be the worst time ever. But it's always in the back of my mind that it's totally possible that I decided to learn how to be a day trader in the worst possible time to ever learn to be a day trader. I wonder, I don't know. It's definitely one of the hardest times for sure. And I don't know. I keep thinking what Tim Sykes says is like, you have to be like a retired trader. And if that means not trading for a couple months, I mean, like, I think for us, like we could do the more Ross Cameron style, you know, get green, get going and just kind of stay active. But ultimately like, there's no reason to keep like over trade when the market is not good. And right now the market's not good. So why, why am I trying to, you know, hit new highs and all this stuff, like during the worst period of time, when if I just wait, you know, during at least a hot month where you can make a mistake, but you still walk away green on, it's just much more favorable. And like, I think all of us have the skill set to do that at this point. We're just all so antsy to like really grow as traders and PL is kind of the scoreboard. So we're like forcing these positions that are totally nonsense. That's my theory. Yeah, I think I... <laughs> agree with you on that uh but i do think i do think that the market's just going to get more and more volatile and i think it actually in a sense it is easier to be a day trader now than it was 10 years ago um, yeah, in yeah. a sense in some way um because of the no commissions and um you can kind of grow you can grow an account a small account on moves moves that are happening every day that in the small caps um well 
pretty much regular. I wouldn't say every day right now, but you know, we've had moments where a few months where we'd have consistent action and you can grow a small account uh, fairly easy if you do have a profitable strategy. So in a sense it is, I do, I, I could see someone being able to argue that it is actually easier uh, mm. to be a trader now and going into the, going into the future. Um, I would think that there's going to be more consistent action uh, in small caps um, there's a lot more success stories now than there was 10 years ago, five years ago. Uh, more people, you know, see the potential in it. And I do also think that with, um, the inflationary period, um, that just stocks in general are going to be a lot more volatile, um, due to just the amount of dollars that can be chasing some of these stocks that are in play. But yeah. that's just my kind of theory as well. Man, Tom is just so good at being optimistic. It's great. <laughs> we need more people well, like you, I bro. Because <laughs> like you could, because you could easily I mean, argue any any side. Really, you could be like, well, it's much easier to trade now. There's no commissions, which makes you overtrade more, which makes it harder to be a trader. Or it's easier to trade now because there's more clearing houses that are doing algorithmic trading and they make the market much more uh, like electronic compared to mechanical like it was before. You know, you could really do look at it anyway. And that's just like how everything is in life. But yeah, yeah. there's not really a point of sitting here trying to be a day trader and being like, oh, it's fucking impossible. It's really fucking hard. It's, you know, this is terrible and the worst time ever. Like, what are you going to do? Just fucking just quit then if you're going to say that every day. But, uh, yeah, I totally agree. You got to be optimistic uh, to some extent, yeah. for sure. I think what I'm just trying to do is understand that market exposure has been killing me. So I've been trying to reduce yeah. overstaying and looking at a desert and then seeing something beautiful that doesn't exist. That's where mm -hmm. my mistakes have been coming from. But yeah, I actually agree yeah. with Tom. There's 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 tons of opportunities, and I think I all I specifically agree with the part where like I think investing is getting very tricky and it's like well it's i think it's always been tricky but right now the market is so high it's just so sketchy to try to buy and hold and it's also not really a good way to really make money like it's really like a long-term thing so i think day trading is like a very popular uh popular thing in, in that regard so there's probably going to be a lot of volume at one point uh coming back in some really good tickers i mean we've been having some amazing tickers again you know <laughs> So it's it's only a matter of time to one that's like a little bit cleaner or one that you vibe with a little bit more and then you know you have that really big uh streak yeah. green streak on it. So and I think we're close. Like we haven't seen action like this in a in a while, which is really refreshing. It seems like a lot of your yeah. a lot of the cycles in small caps are just getting shorter. Like it was like mm -hmm. if there was a hot cycle in January, it was like maybe like three weeks. And now it seems like it's only like maybe a week or two maximum. Less, before it just less than a dies. week. It's less than a week. It's less than <laughs> yeah. a week. Like, how do you, how are you supposed to be able to identify that unless you have a decade of experience? Even then it's tough. I mean, Ross had his, you know, not a big red day, but uh, yesterday when we had such a nice ticker that was up, you know, a couple hundred percent, you know, he was down on it. And we had, we talked about this on the pod uh, as well in the past, you know, if it's like a new hot ticker and a lot of really good traders are red on it. Cause it's just like totally out of the blue and no one's really ready for it. And nobody trusts it. Right. Cause you, you see all those tickers that spike up 200%, but whack back down. So the first one that actually holds, you're just like, hold up. What is this? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Toby looks like he might be trading. <laughs> trying to get out of this. Oh, man, without. Not bad. <laughs> I, was, I was in SNL for with 750. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. God damn. That was okay. Let's see how red I'm sweating. I am. I'm $100 down for the day now. Nice. Wow. Sometimes it takes up, a red trade to really 1, get you. 1,400 on SL, SLNL. Ooh. And man, throw it all away on FEMY. What a shit taker. Good thing you cut your losses though on that taker. That thing has only been going down since he sold. I, I couldn't get rid of my shares because the spread was so big on SNLO. Yeah. SLNO. The, the spread on that ticker is a beast. I could have, I could have made about a dollar on a dollar share, but couldn't get out. <laughs> when when I was so trading SNL, oh sorry, go for it. No, go ahead because it's a different topic. You said you're okay. trading SL. Yeah, so when I was trading SNL, I was I was also kind of holding for a breakout at around twenty five. I uh, kind of mentioned this for a second, but um, it was your share screen is loading. Oh, okay, it wasn't loading. Yeah, it was like right here. And I was I was up like already almost 10% on this one. And I was looking for that breakout. Um, but yeah, the spread really got me because the second it didn't break out, we just pulled back, you know, like 7% pretty brutally. And then I kind of got out most of my shares right around here. So a little bit unfortunate, but yeah, the, the spread on this one's really quick. You could you could almost just spread trade it, but that's not really something I like to do because I mean these little candles are are pretty solid. Less now than it was over here, but because I mean look at this this pullback move, it's like sixteen percent. You know, it's insane. But yeah, that's that's all I wanted to say. Spread is crazy on this. You one. get in the wrong spot and those those yeah. bits start to pull away from you. You, <laughs> it gets real real tough fast. Freaking brutal. Yeah, hard to yeah. your your uh, risk. Yeah, that's the one of the those types of stocks that I actually have been struggled. I still struggle with those types of stocks is because it's the risk factor. You don't really know how much you're risking. You may say like, "Oh, I'm only risking twenty cents," but if it's a twenty five dollars stock, you're really risking. You could be risking up to two dollars, and you don't even know it, just because oh, yeah. of the how fast. Usually, the level two changes, and the, the level two will skip. Will skip fifty cents. Yeah, those bids pull away, and you're stuck, and they won't come back up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly the problem, and that's why I was kind of nervous when I was trading it because I, I'm, I have PTSD from EDTX, and like, yeah, if it tickers up 300, 500, you know, ten, like a thousand percent. Like, yeah, you're risking that halt down that just gets halted again. And then, you know, it's down 50, 60, 70% because it can, and it will, and it probably will happen even. Maybe it's going to happen in extended hours, but, you know, at that point when something's up 10X, that's usually, that's usually the point where you, you kind of want to be very careful. Probably leave, I, I kind of wrote that in yeah. my rules for now to just totally leave anything that's up that kind of level. Um, yeah i'll trade my biggest like two dollars to 20 business, so. say what yeah i was gonna say my biggest losses are the ones that 
it's going like straight up and uh i just i buy and it's like an instant halt down and i can't even i can't sell at all like can't sell for a small loss can't sell break even <laughs> it's just as soon as i hit buy it's just instant halt <laughs> dude yeah I, opens I, up better now 20% using, using dos trader oh yeah that that's helped me a lot um it's helped me a lot with the larger spread stocks because it's all, I can easily see it all like right next to each other. Um, and it's like, it's easier to visualize the momentum and your injuries and exits, uh, because on think or swim, um, unless you hit that minus button where it like brings it down from a, from one penny spread or like one penny increments to five cents increments to 25 cent increments. I don't like using that, uh, just cause I just can't see all the orders. Um, mm. and if you're not going to use that on one of those larger spread stocks, the bid could be off the screen and you, you might not know, um, what the, what the bid price is anymore or to yeah. ask. So that's yeah, why really I stayed away terrible. from those. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same problem. And then if you use a hotkey, like buy the bid, which I do sometimes, cause I don't see the bid on the ladder. It's literally the second the bid pops up five, six, seven percent. You buy there, and then it pops back down again, and you're just like, ah. "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." So That's a- yeah, definitely dots trader. I, I definitely, I definitely make my money by having a subscription. I definitely make yeah. my money back at at minimum, either with avoiding losses or making gains. So I think it's worth it for someone who trades my style. I think so too, for sure. I'll probably get it um, pretty soon here once I have a little bit more focus time. Yeah, absolutely. Here. Yeah, but I mean, even alone, just for the for the halt, uh, uh, the imbalance. It's I mean that's yeah. that's so nice. I, there's nothing like being in a halt yeah. not knowing what's going to happen, but you have like that really good mm-hmm. indicator of like, okay, it's going to open higher. Well, it gives you a lot of, you can start really thinking your game plan ahead of time instead of like being super mm-hmm. reactive the second it opens. Yeah. Yeah. So that is super valuable. I never traded halts that much, but lately they're so common that I think I, I think that's, that's fundamental in your, in your trading arsenal at this point to know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny and just it's random, but it's like uh it's like pay to win. <laughs> you guys know like video yeah. games, people are like, Oh, you, you buy the skins, they like give you easier lobbies, or like you like put money into a video game, they like you or you like those uh like clash of clans or some dumb shit like that. You can like buy like a massive army or some shit. It's funny how tr- to think yeah. of that in trading. Like, how many resources can you buy that will actually make you more money? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think there's a lot of them too. Uh, but yeah, retail, you're, you're kind of limited at one point, you know, you're a little bit at the whims, which, which I think is totally like fine to some extent, like you can make tons of money being a retail trader. So I'm, I'm not too worried about it. And a lot of the information I feel like at a certain point, isn't really helping you. It's like, it's like reading the, the news of a company, like that will hurt your trading. Like, as long as you know, it's, it's a news and maybe it's a big news, like it's a partnership with Google or a partnership with like the government of, you know, of a country. And it's like a little biotech, like those are typically good news and that's all you need to know. There was a time when I first started and I would try to like really understand the news and then I would create all these biases around the stock. And then the ticker would be doing X, Y, Z. And I'd be like, no, I don't trust it based on the news I read. It's like, who cares what the news read? Like the stock is up and it's it's trading like freaking trade it 
Someone told me today that there was a study where they like gave horse racers um, more information and they actually performed worse, just like exactly what you said. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I'd love makes to see sense. that study. But yeah, I don't know what it I, was. The guy just kind of mentioned it randomly. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I definitely see that. I mean, like uh, over overstimulating or um, paralysis through analysis. And, you know, anytime you speak to an algo trader, um, I'm sure we'll talk to Lawrence again soon here, but he or Every like, cause I was really big into algo trading for a few years before I started trading small caps and any book I read on algo trading, oops, I'm raising my hand. Any book I read on algo trading was always about like, how do you cut out the noise? Like what do you, what indicators or like what, you know, uh, few things can you use to figure out the price? Because the, the second you give the bot more than like one very clear buy signal, everything just breaks. So yeah, we're, I guess us humans, we're kind of the same way, right? We're just looking for that really clear indicator. And the second you have two indicators on your chart, you're probably doing something wrong. Uh, most really good traders don't have a lot of indicators on their chart. Look at the DMK here moving up like crazy. Are you guys seeing this? Yeah, I'm looking at that. This is actually quite tradable. That's really decent price action and <laughs> volume. Might have to jump back on. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there's no way I want to touch this one, but it's not too bad. That wow, the daily chart is just horrendous. Look at that. That thing is just fucking waiting for a bag holder. <laughs> it's getting more. It's going bag holder shopping. Yeah, literally, it's fucking climbing the fucking Mount Everest. That shit did not go to the top, and if it does, it's fucking <gasps> jumping down. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, this is uh. Something about drug addiction, opioid drug. Dude, this this ticker is the drug. This is the <laughs> crack cocaine for all the people still trading. <laughs> Up 160%. That's crazy, though. I mean, that's a 12.30 a.m. Eastern Santa. I mean, this is a solid midday runner. That's, that's actually quite impressive. I mean, we're talking about 30-plus minutes here of decent frontside action. What was the other ticker's catalyst, the SLNO or whatever it was? Uh, a lot of tickers today had some sort of uh, pharmaceutical news. Uh, let's see. I had this written down somewhere. Let me see if I can find it in my notes. Whoa, there it goes. Oh, yeah. So SLNO is a biotech with positive um, results from a clinical trial. I think that's at least what I wrote down. Let's see how accurate I was. Sometimes I write it down uh, way too fast. Results, yeah, positive results from the coline study. I don't know. Again, like there was a time I used to write, read in depth on these studies and other things, and it only did me harm. So as long as I know there's mm -hmm. a catalyst. It'd be awesome if you could back test something in small caps where you're like, how often after a 250% runner with volume over 50 million shares traded per day, do we have um, a ticker that is above 40% for the next two weeks or something like that to like gauge sector or to just gauge the momentum of the entire small cap market? It'd be really yeah, cool. Yeah, it would be nice to dissect that a bit more. I mean, in a way that that's a little bit like getting into what Stephen Ducks does, right? He gets really specific about... Thank you, Alex. <laughs> the NTA just made me 400 back to green. No way you oh, did wow. it. Anyone trading that? 
25. Let's go. Hey, that was a perfect pullback back to the 90 EMA. Oh, and it was I 11. Got it with uh, seven seven thousand five hundred shares and just rode it back up and jumped out. We're done mm. for the day now. Yeah, dude, wrap it up. Woo! Nice little little. Let me get the blood flowing there. Yeah, for real. Way. Holy shit. Fucking Toby just caught that fucking bull. He's fucking lassoed that shit. Yeah, that was <laughs> Wait, Toby, don't you want to trade SNL Endo now? I do oh. really badly, but I'm not going to look at it. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, oh, I would just man, close. He's going to look at it. I would yeah. just close the app. I'm going to be quiet for two seconds. It's going to be BMK on my screen, so I don't look at SNL Endo. <laughs> I bought a new a new setup. I finally bought a, a, a project or the screen a monitor like holder. I don't know what you call it for the desk. It's, it's quite nice because nice I was using like these like these kind of these kind of things where you just. I think Alex, you kind of have this. Oh wait, that's exactly what I have. It was just blurred out at the top, and I was like, "Yeah, what is so, that?" Like so I've been using that, and they're good, huh? It's it's nice, except for I like to have my desk at home is a little bit low, so mm. I have to stack like six books underneath it, so it's high enough to get the screen, and it's wobbly, and I'm like, "That's true." They can they can wobble I just, a bit. Like it frustrates me every day. Why not just invest the what it cost me like 35 bucks to, to buy a, to buy this uh this um monitor uh monitor stand it's sweet though it was cheap but it was, it's like super high quality really heavy probably like five kilos is it like a mount or like a it's like a, a mount on the back of the desk and then it's oh. got three arms to hold two screens oh. and the third arm is going to hold the laptop I'm just waiting for the laptop attachments and then I can put the laptop on that and then um, have everything pretty high in the air. And I, the pole is long enough that I can actually turn this into a standing desk too now because I can get the monitors up so high. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wait, let, let me wait, share. Let me share my screen. Is it is it something like this? Yeah, it's exactly like uh, the one, the the Perdost in that one. But uh, that pole in the the pole in the back for mine is probably twice as long as that one. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, this actually looks really really solid. Well, I might have to look into something like and this. So, like, the, you know, you got the two mon. I have the the monitor on top and the one on the the left. But then that other monitor, there's going to be no monitor, and then they have like a laptop attachment, so I can hang my laptop off of that. Mm, gotcha. And then keep the laptop completely off the the table. So then I just have my keyboard on the desk. Yeah, I have the that's same actually thing. that would be nice to keep the keyboard or the laptop off the table. So yeah, I'll take a photo of it when I I think I'll get the laptop attachment tomorrow. I hope. But you know, it's small things that are exciting. Yeah, it is flagging out right now. It looks like another good trade. Oh, uh -oh. <laughs> I gotta turn my computer off. This is stupid. Yeah, dude. I so would, I would another hit. Okay, I shut it down. <laughs>
It's a hot <laughs> potato. Tom, it's your turn. Or like musical chairs. Let's who who's got to take the next trade? I'm not fucking trading. Jump jump on the <laughs> computer quick. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday I, was tough. I struggled all day yesterday. Mm. I was yeah, all day until I stayed up until like the end of market and finally got green like 90 bucks or something at the end of the day. I never draw, drew down that low though. It was only like 250 bucks or something, but I was, I was annoyed that I was down 250 bucks. Cause it seemed like there was so much, so like, I, that's the other part of like discord. Sometimes, you know, I'm watching discord and everyone's like, Oh man, I just crushed it. I got, you know, I'm at my daily goal already. I'm like, what the hell am I negative for? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was killing it pre-market. I was getting a little bit, uh, what's the word called uh, FOMO, but then, I was like, let's, yeah. Mm. Kobe, how's your how's your trading going? Did you trade today? Yeah, I uh, I made like five points, small day. But it's fun nice. because it's, it's like ES contract, so it's like two hundred fifty bucks. So it makes me feel good, even though it's still in an evaluation account, like it's not even real money. But um, yeah, I whenever I got this evaluation account, it was like three weeks ago, and the whole goal was to just only trade the one strategy that I really like. And like the fucking within the first week, I was down like $1,800 in that account. And I was $200 away from getting stopped out of it. But now I just broke back above the like break even point and I'm up like maybe like 800 bucks or something. So I like recovered like $2,800 from that low in oh, the last wow. two weeks. Uh, you've unlimited, uh, but you have to pay. It's fifty bucks a month, so oh, I feel I feel pretty good actually. I, it's really cool because so you guys know that my whole philosophy for the last two years was basically like study, 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 review, 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 learn everything, like constantly be like taking in all this information, and then for yeah. the last three weeks, I was like, you know what? If there's one assumption I have about my progress, it's that I should do that all the time, no matter what. And I was like, it sounds dumb as shit for me to be like, oh, my, you know what I should do is change that and do nothing. Don't review at all. And let's just see what happens. So I like don't review at all. And it's actually helping me a lot because in my reviews, I would go look for all these trade setups. I'd find like 10 setups or whatever. I'd look at something. I'd be like, oh, here's a different way to trade the strategy I use. And I would just keep doing all this bullshit that was not related to what I actually like to do. So I think that like, not reviewing at all and just kind of trading from 9 to 11, 9.30 to 11. That is it. It's over after 11. I have one one strategy. That is it. Um, it's actually helping me a lot because that's like my biggest, my biggest strength is that I love learning a bunch of new shit. My biggest weakness is that I love learning a bunch of new shit. So I need to start like cut all that out and it's been really helping. Plus Lance Breitstein posted a Twitter thing. Tom, you saw it, but <clears throat> it was... Uh, yeah. He made like an Excel spreadsheet that basically had like whatever your name is, your how many years you've been trading, what markets do you trade, what do you want out of a group of traders? And then you basically went into that document and inputted your my I put my name in there. I said I trade futures. I've been trading for three years. I, I'm open to anything, whatever. And then within like two minutes, I get an email from this guy who is also in that same thing. And he made a discord and there's like 20 traders in there right now. And they're all futures traders. They're all trading uh, like ES or the spy or the NASDAQ. And they're all like very 
fucking good. Like they're all, I mean, some of them have been trading for over 10 years and all of them pretty much are profitable. Um, so it's really cool because that Discord is fucking packed with really, really high level traders that can, uh, you know, like I'm kind of sick of learning from people that like either don't make money or are like in the same exact level of, as me. Like I really want to go somewhere where like I'm the absolute worst trader there because that makes yeah. me feel much better in terms of like actively participating in that group compared to just being like another guy that's at the same level as everyone else. And we're all kind of just fumbling around doing the same shit, you know? So 100%. that's been really, that's been really cool. So I'm really excited to see where that, where that takes me. But um, yeah, it's been fun. I've been having a great time trading the last like two weeks, three weeks. Um, Yeah. That seems like you're in a pretty chill state of mind right now too. Looks good. Yeah. I've, I've been, uh, yeah. It's easy to be chill though when I'm fucking green. So, <laughs> yeah. if I was red today, I probably wouldn't be smiling all fucking. You know. Yeah, but it is like like Toby said. Like, uh, it does it does seem like you're in a good state of mind? And I think you probably had to go through a lot of that to realize that you need to not study as much. And I feel the same way. Like when, when I study a lot, I mean, a little bit of studying is necessary and you have to yeah. kind of reflect. Uh, I think that's really important. But if you overstudy, you start, everything gets overanalyzed and then you put a lot of pressure on yourself because it's like, okay, well, I studied four hours. Now I better make something happen here else because I, True. you know, I'm not allocating my free time to other activities that could be either generating me revenue or that make me happy. So then there's you put a lot of extra pressure on yourself to really perform. I I noticed that's at least for me the case when if I really study hard, then I really yeah. want to make it work. And then yeah, the market is a is yeah the, the shitty part about the market is obviously like if you really want to you know make a lot of money, but the market's not there, but you still want to make a lot of money, it's probably going to be really bad because you're going to force a lot of things, and that's that's what makes trading so difficult. I think. Yeah. You just got patient. Wait for that broken slot machine. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 tough because also like <clears throat> as traders, we're like obsessed with the idea of never having a boss. So like every single thing I do with any free time I have is always let's make money. But then it's never like, oh, let's make money by getting a job. It's always like, oh, I can build little things and put them on Etsy. I can go to people's house and do renovations for them. I can build little Airbnbs or whatever. So it's really tough for me because every day I'm kind of allocating time to multiple versions of the same shit that makes me hardly any money. So it's kind of yeah. hard for me to be like, oh, I'm going to allocate today to some Airbnb stuff. I'm going to allocate this time to building things and putting them on Etsy. And then it's like, at the end of the day, I'm still fucking broke. So it's like, I don't have, uh, especially with trading, it's the worst because trading is so time consuming compared to the other things first of all because i love it the most out of any of those things by far um but whenever you lose money on something that's super time consuming like at least if i do construction or anything like that i'm not gonna fucking lose money like if I, worst case scenario i make like a small amount of money you know trading like you you work all day you bust your ass and fucking lose money and it's like <clears throat> you know as we all know it's terrible it feels like you feel terrible like it's just such an awful yeah Trading is so fucking hard, dude. It's just it's definitely so a good thing. Hard. 
it's a good thing to combine with something that is not like a freelance or like self-employed activity, I think, uh, yeah. until you reach a certain a point of profitability, because it's like, yeah, it's so tough to like have multiple startups, so to say, because ultimately trading is like, you know, it's like a startup, it's a company you're, um, yeah, if, if you don't perform well, it doesn't make money. But then if you have like, like you said, then you do that with Airbnb or you do that with Etsy or, or any other freelancing project, or you start another project. It's tough because they're all maybe not making money, but you're like exerting like, you know, 8,000 RPMs and you're just not going forward. And that, I think that's, that's how burnout really quickly will happen. I know that's what happened to me uh, at one point in my life. So yeah, I, I don't know. It is nice to have something a little bit more stable. I know my, my girlfriend, for example, she did like Upwork stuff, freelancing and man, she was making a lot of money, like, uh, like over 6,000 euros a month, just like having these like gigs. And it was basically like part-time work. I was like, dang girl, you're freaking cleaning up over there. Good for you. Uh, so yeah, something that like generates money, like even if it's like hourly work or something, I think it is pretty nice to pair up with trading because it's a little bit more secure. So it like balances the volatility of trading. And it's really important to have some other thing to do. Yeah. You need to have some other thing to do because if trading is your only thing, like I've heard so many stories of these guys that get profitable and the second they quit their job, they fucking lose it all because they're trying to trade all day now. And it's like, that job helped you be profitable actually, because you can't work yeah. and trade. You can't do it all day. So it's like, you know, that's like something that's always in the back of my mind too, where it's like, I, I need to make sure I actually told, this was something I implemented about like three months ago where I was like, you know what? Trading is not working right now. I need to do something else for the remainder of the day. I need to be done at 11 o'clock, no matter what point and blank, like fucking that is it. I'm not trading past 11. And ever since I started doing that, I've definitely had way better mental health just because I'm getting so much shit done doing other stuff. Like you'd be amazed what four hours does for like a, you know, like a stupid little construction job or just something dumb like that. Like I'll be like, wow, I fucking worked four hours and I actually have something tangible in front of me and cash in my hand, you know, plus also yeah. the whole idea of like serendipity that we talked about. It's like, I have no idea what could make me a shit ton of money. Like my girlfriend, she was telling me yesterday, she was like, you should start filming TikToks about the shit that you build because people love watching just like a voiceover of like a, a video that's in a time lapse and it's just sped up and it's just some guy building like a house or some shit like that. And I was like, I don't want to do it because I fucking hate making content. It is the, my absolute most hated thing is making videos and shit like and editing. I'm just like, oh my God, bro. <laughs> I spent enough time on the computer clicking these fucking buy bid, buy the ask. I don't want to <laughs> like all this shit trying to like spend two hours making this dumbass 60 second video. And I'm like, the, dude, the, she was like, you never take forever to make. Yeah. Oh, bro. Yeah. I had one short I ever made that was like edited and it took me fucking forever. And I was like, that was terrible. Like, wow, I got 100 views. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. What a fucking uh, <laughs> reward that was. But uh, my girlfriend was like, you should try that. And I was like, thinking about it, I was like, wait what if I just try something dumb and that's the one thing that like, you know, let's say I make some stupid little TikTok video about building some construction thing. And then I have all this shit on Etsy they can buy from me, or I can build them an Airbnb site on their property, or I can build them whatever, you know, it's just important to make sure like as, as entrepreneurs and people like us who have this tendency that we fucking just hate having anyone telling us what to do, which is all four of us and every day trader that ever existed. Honestly, I think it's everyone in the world, but day traders are just the people who are insane enough to actually try it. Um, 
we have to make sure that we're trying lots of stuff at the in, in the infancy stage, you know, like, like me, where I'm not even profitable in trading. I need to make sure I'm doing a lot of things and not just saying, oh, trading is the only thing I have, but yeah. <laughs> I can re yeah. I can relate to you on that. I don't uh, editing is not my joy at all. It's just so cumbersome and exhausting. It takes so long to just to edit a video. It just takes it's just very time consuming. I just yeah, I'm with you. Like I don't like to put in that time for editing either. I I think my channel is just going to be mostly just I can make a quick recap in 30 minutes and post it within 30 minutes. And like, well, that's great. You know, I don't, I don't want to be editing for, you know, transitions and then different types of shots, different scenery, different, all this and that. Um, and, you know, and I, I don't, yeah, I don't have that passion for like that sort of creative uh, endeavor, I guess, in video making. Um, I like it more though, as like, for me, for me, I like my, my channel is more of like a, just like a journaling, a journaling thing. You know, just every day I review the the tickers I traded, review some trades that I took, and I can do that without any editing. I just film it, film it once, and then upload it right up to YouTube. And that's perfect. That's all I need. That's why I love live streaming, because it's so easy. Just turn it on, yeah. turn it off, goodbye. <laughs> are you are you doing live streaming? Yeah, that too. No. No. Uh, me, not, I totally will. Stream. Yeah, Tom, you were live streaming a, a little while ago, weren't you? I, I, I've done it here and there, but I didn't get any engagement. So I just felt like I was just talking to myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, whatever, I might as well just record my screen privately and then just do a recap video. But True. yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely that phase of that streaming part. I, I did it for a while too. Like I did it for a good two months straight every day. And I got like one one or two views usually. And I was like, you know what? I don't know why I'm why I'm doing this. I'd rather just not have the hassle of live streaming while I'm trading and I can just do a recap. Right. Right now streaming for trading content is very difficult. Like it's we're in a we're in a big lull in terms of like audience on YouTube for for trading content. I've really noticed that with my channels and stuff. And that's why I'm taking a little bit of a sabbatical because it's like there is a time where you you upload a trading video and you'll probably get like 2000 views pretty quickly. But now you upload a trading video and it's like people really like, it's just not a, it's not a topic that's searched very much. It will be again. It's like super cyclical. I've noticed this because I've been doing it for almost four years now. But it's like, yeah, it's, sometimes there's like these four months or five, six months in a row where it's like. You're, you're just like you come out with a horrible video but like everyone's watching it but now it's like you put so much time into a video and it's like no one's watching it uh except like your core audience that follows you regardless but yeah it's it's a it's a tough topic for sure do you find that you get lag when you're doing live streaming and all that stuff uh me some uh, um i don't know i would say i would have to say occasionally it's, it's definitely has happened in the past but i was on a different wi-fi uh, my Wi-Fi now is is really good. I have AT and T fiber, uh, which is pretty good. Um, but so I haven't had any trouble with that. But on previous internet, um, with less, with about a hundred download and about twelve upload, yeah, I was lagging. Yeah, I like a little. Yeah. It doesn't really matter though for me because I'm not really high frequency trading. Is mm -hmm. it coming from the internet? Or is it coming from the hardware? 
Mine was definitely uh, I don't hardware. know. It could, it could be the hardware. It could be the hardware. Um, I I don't think I have that bad of hardware. Um, uh, I mean, it does it does kick on the fan when I do when I do uh, record my screen or live stream. So I don't know. It could be. Um, I'm not sure though. I haven't really tested it with this Wi-Fi. I, I dick around so much with my TOS setup, so like. I don't get any lag that since I got my new computer, but I keep trying to optimize it as much as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel like right now yeah. I've found something that's working the best and I'm doing all pop-out windows now, but I'll make three, I'll open three instances of TOS and I'll pretty much put everything, like clear out everything, have no charts, have nothing going in the background and then pop out what I want on that one instance and make that my active ladder and then open another instance of TOS and then do the charts and then open another instance to do uh level two and, um, and watch lists. And, uh, I'll, I definitely feel like it helps with getting order entries and stuff. It just, that's really interesting. Sometimes really? Just those, those like windows quarter second float where like that, when you're trying to buy or sell and it just floats for a second and then, uh, then the order goes through. It's definitely doesn't do that as much anymore. Cause I've watched, you know, like, you know, those guys, uh, yeah. relentless or like crispy trades and or um, like, you know, trading farmer and those guys. And I'm always amazed when I watch them trade, like they look like they get zero lag when they, and like when they punch and when they punch the, the buy market, <laughs> the, those, those, those bar those uh shares are bought instantly. It's amazing. Um, yeah, like they yeah. So there's there's definitely something. I'm keep playing around with it, but you know all those guys all have pop out windows. I know that because they're all using a different level two or like probably you're using a pop out window too now, because um, you're using a DOS trader. I just have a bunch of windows yeah, online. Yeah. But yeah, Tom feels yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. What's the theory behind the pop out windows and having several instances? I don't I would think that would make it slower, right? That's no, what I would faster. Well apparently TOS runs on a single thread, so you're just using a different thread for every every instance that you open up. So you're basically maximizing yeah. and if you have a like a high powered computer, you can you can maximize maximize it doesn't use too much uh too much cpu and it doesn't um do definitely doesn't use that much gpu i i find but if you have a lot of things running that's where you get things when it starts to slow down if you have um you know too many charts up for instance or you have um you know like um too many indicators and things like that. You know, I have some of like the special, the special indicators that I have, you know, like that tell me how much yeah. there is on every candle and there's like the hauled up and hauled down. So all that stuff contributes to lag. Wait, so you're saying you're actually all opening the application. All that has to times. refresh. And if you use just one, if you're only using one, one instance, everything has to refresh at the same time. So something's going to get bogged down at some point. 
uh, are you opening TOS multiple times? Like you're actually opening TOS, yeah. logging in, then opening another and logging exactly. in. Exactly. I have it open three gotcha. times. That's crazy. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> yeah, I did that when I started because I didn't know how to detach it, windows. And then uh, <laughs> log in and then you click on the icon again and it will open another one and you it will load up and you log in and you'll have a second one. And then, yeah, that's exactly what I do. I have to try that. I got like seven detached windows from TOS, right? It probably depends if like, like are you using a desktop, Colby? No, I have a laptop. Laptop as well. Yeah. Who knows? My last laptop, like it was a problem. It was, it was really pushing it. And it was during a lot of my streaming times. Uh, but then this new one, I could have so much stuff open, windows, live stream, video recording, and like it just handles it like a champ. It'll start you you'll hear the fan, but this thing's a beast. So I guess it really yeah, you have like a trillion it. terabytes of RAM, bro. <laughs> Dude, this thing is no 64 gigabyte RAM on a laptop. <laughs> well, I don't even know where they have put 128. This. No, dude, you got the 128? Did it no, even make I, it that much? I got 64. Because you had 64, so I wanted to match you. <laughs> dude, I think the 64 is probably a major overkill. I would probably even go lower next time. But hey, it was the best option available. And I was so fed up with my old laptop. I was like, let me spend the extra couple hundred bucks and let me just max this puppy <laughs> out. But now if if I, I wear, if I use this laptop on the couch, it'll like burn a hole through my legs. It's it's it gets hot. <laughs> I had no idea what kind of specs or like what kind of laptop to get, but since I've gone through the whole process, um, I definitely have a better idea of what what you need and what what is necessary. And yeah, what's this? The more you have, the better. You know, it's definitely a better to have <laughs> all the computing power you can possibly get. Yeah, I, especially for Windows, like Windows is so unresourceful the way it uses its energy. Like well, you could do like a Mac top, like a, a MacBook with like probably like eight gigabytes RAM, probably even half that. But it's got like a nice M1 chip and the thing is so resourceful. It's ridiculous. You like edit 4K video on it and just with a breeze. And then like this Windows laptop, these things are like freaking tanks. Like <laughs> There's nothing efficient about them. But I, I love my Windows. But man, I hope I hope they upgrade some of their chips at one point. These Intel chips are no no bueno. Do you do optimize Windows and delete all the unused? Yeah, dude, <clears throat> I do all that all that stuff all the time, but <clears throat> I don't know. Like I won't. I haven't opened up mail or anything. This like the computer I bought is strictly for trading. I haven't. I haven't. There's no extra apps for anything else other than. If it's for trading, then it will be on this computer. Otherwise, OBS and TOS are oh, like wow. the applications I've downloaded. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I actually have a lot of stuff going on. Huh? What What do you have? I bought a Legion i5. Oh, nice. Lenovo. Yeah, Legion. those are nice. Those are good for trading. It's pretty sweet. Um, I think if I were to do it again, though, I would have gotten the the i7 or. And I actually, I've also heard like the Raytheon chips are pretty good too. I'm not sure. Like, I, I wish I was, at least I wish I would have gotten like the, the i9. I, I have like a i7 chip or something. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Is that, um, yeah, is, how much is, how much is that as far in US dollars? The, the, uh, Lenovo I, this was probably, this was probably about 2000 US. But it's definitely, oh, okay. definitely cheaper in the U.S. 
I think I could have gotten it for mm-hmm. about fifteen or twelve hundred bucks in the U.S. The electronics in the U.S. Oh, wow. are so much cheaper. It's amazing. Buying it, buying it in Thailand was hard to find to get it spec'd out. It was almost impossible. I had to go all over the place to to find it. And then you know, it's a it's a Thai computer, so I have a I have like my keyboard is, has all the the Thai characters on it. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why i refuse to buy a laptop or electronics in germany because one they're super expensive and two it's all the german keyboard and i don't want it i'm like no yeah it's definitely best to get in the states but i'm i don't know when i'll be back in the states again so i just kind of bit the bullet my i was trying to run tos on the macbook for basically my whole trading career for like the year and a half that i've been trading with before. with the emulator right uh, no emulator. I was just trading straight off of the MacBook. Oh, okay. And it was, I thought it was running okay, but I was in China most of the time when I was learning, when I started trading. Right. Internet's just horrible, at least where I was at. And so I just figured it was really poor internet. And then I moved to Thailand and then I I got a condo and like the internet was still not, wasn't great. So I kind of kept blaming it on the internet. And then I finally got really good internet. And I still kept running into the same lagging problems. I was like, okay, it's 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 TOS or it's uh it's the Mac. TOS is built for, for it's Windows. a Windows, it's not yeah. built for, for Mac. Mm-hmm. And even if you go through an emulator, it still doesn't work properly. You need to have an Intel chip or a Raytheon chip in there, AMD chip. Yes. It's weird, man. Uh, no, TOS. We'll see how long it's still around for. It's like one of the oldest programs, but it's it's still hanging in. Gotta love TOS. Yeah, I wonder if like you yeah. know if Schwab will invest anything into it and try to improve it a little bit when they kind of take it all over. I hope so, but I hope they don't make it worse. I feel like a lot of times these sit, like you know if it's, and TOS is a little bit the software where it's like if it's not broken, don't fix it. And I feel like that's been their motto for like since I don't know twenty years. It's a, it's an old program. I even I had it when I was like a I think a teenager. I even downloaded it. Like it's. It's, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Because my my dad and I would always look at stocks together. And I think I downloaded it back then. Really long time ago. Um, before we go on too much about this topic, uh, any any other thoughts going forward this week? I think we probably drilled it all thought, uh, through, but any, any, any final thoughts? I'm still waiting for this market to, you know, prove itself a little bit more. Um, I I broke my rules yesterday and I kind of broke my rules again today. So I need to do better with that, um, with trading past, past my time. I want to trade till about 1030. If, if something's looking pretty hot, 11 o'clock and then call it. Um, and Amen. I, I've really been working on being patient though, just waiting for a setup. Because like you were talking about earlier in the cast podcast, like sometimes you just start to like you sit there long enough that you feel like you need to make a trade and you just yeah, start what it is. stabbing crap. That is, you know, it's bad. You know, it instantly when you when you buy in and then you have to once you buy in, you're not going to automatically just, you know, exit out of that trade. You have to see if at least it will, will move one way or the other. And typically it will move against you because that's what you deserve when you're buying in just because you're bored but um yeah i'm really trying to keep myself from doing that because i definitely i definitely have that problem 
Yeah, board trading is the freaking devil. It is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm working on as well. I'm trying to, I mean, the big goal is to have a day where if nothing looks good, I'd like to be able to get through a whole day and not pull the trigger once. That's one of my, one of my goals, actually. That's a good goal. I, I think that's a good idea. I don't know if it will ever happen, but it's in the <laughs> back of my mind. Tom, you wanted to say something? The the no date the no trade dates are are tough to to stick with. Usually, everyone ends up with at least with one trade or two trades, uh, and they end up, you know, something with something some sort of PNL. But yeah, no trade days, you gotta have some serious discipline uh, to have those for sure. Um, even Ross Cameron like never has no trade days. He's always pulling the trigger on something. Um, yeah, but he does advocate yeah. for. He does always advocates for like you know what if there's nothing there, it could be a no trade day and that's okay. Um, but yeah, he always breaks his rules too. So. <laughs> it's so true. He always says it like in the beginning of every video, but he never actually. <laughs> the only way I have a no trade day is pretty much if I'm just not online, like I'm traveling or something. Even then, I'll throw a trade in. But yeah, who's who's yeah. in our Discord that I feel like is really good at not trading uh, or being really patient? Uh, I think Lance. He's he seems to be quite disciplined, but I don't really know what's actually on the other side of his messages. But he seems to be pretty disciplined. If my goal is to have a yeah. day and then I only trade twice, that's pretty much accomplishing my, my goal right there. Yeah, me. that's basically a no trade day. I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what helps is honestly and coming back from the market open endlessly. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to keep doing it until I really notice some hot action at like seven o'clock. Well, I'm actually waiting till 7.30 until I close my TOS. Um, but until I miss like, I don't know, 10 days in a row of great action at 7.45, I'm going to keep closing my TOS pre-market if nothing's happening because it, it dude, it's it's day and night. And that gives me two hours to work on something else. It's freaking amazing. Like, that's a lot of time. It <laughs> so It doesn't give you a lot of or anything if you see something that has moved pre-market? No, because... I feel like after 7.30, staring at the computer, sometimes I get distracted mentally anyway. And then oftentimes something will move and then I'll I'll trade it high and then be red and then I'll just be upset for the next hour and a half. And then, you know, then it's nine and then waiting for the market open. I don't know. I just, and then I'm already mentally exhausted because I've been staring at the charts for so long. So like today I missed some moves, but who knows how I would have traded it. I don't know. Like I, I it, it's not bothering me at all, to be honest. So yeah, you're always gonna leave money on the table somewhere. And I, I think I think net it's it's helping me because right now my biggest downfall is the exposure to slow markets. And I'd rather just close it, come back for the market open, see what I can do for the next 30, 60 minutes. That's amazing. That's under two hours of trading a day, and that's where I want to keep it. I don't want to I don't want to trade more than two hours a day. That's not why I became a trader to be glued to the screen. Yeah, that's a good group. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Colby, any thoughts for you? All it takes or, is like one, one or two good trades, and <laughs> you can call it a day too. It's dude, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm I'm really doing the exact same thing. I'm trying to the trades that I think are really good. Scalp them. Don't go. Don't try to get like this crazy target. 
um, reduce the market exposure to an absolute maximum trade only this one strategy try to avoid any trade where i'm like yeah it's not a good trade if i'm like fuck yes this is a trade that's when i want to take the trade i don't want to be like no oh, maybe yeah you know and then also something i've been doing that's actually been helping a lot is uh i used to wake up and immediately go to my computer and just like open the market see where it's at and then i have two hours of just me fucking around on my computer or like doing anything <laughs> you know where i'm just like wasted time energy and then i go to the market and my eyes are already fatigued and i'm just like uh and i do make all these dumb decisions i've been waking up and just like no phone well i'll look at my phone for a second i'll literally check like the es see if it's down like 40 points today or not and then um i'll look at it for one second and then just immediately go stretch like i'll just do i'll stretch my back and my legs and my arms and do that for like 15 minutes and then um, from 9.20 to 9.30, I just like sit and meditate. And just right in front of my computer, I'll just sit right here. Not even meditate. I'm just trying to just close my eyes, not think of anything, just breathe deeply and just like calm myself down, make sure that I know that like this is a stupid adult video game that we're about to play, that I'm literally <laughs> just trying to make a quick buck and get the fuck out. I'm not trying to make a million dollars today. I'm not trying to lose a million dollars. I'm not trying to get rich or get poor. I'm just trying to make a little bit of fucking money and leave. I'm not trying to fucking be the best day trader of all time. I don't even make any money yet. So just calm down, relax, get your money and get out. And if you lose, also get the fuck out. There's no point, like for me at least in the large caps right now, or the indexes, if I lose like my first two trades, I'm going to be red. There's not really a chance where I'm going to be get back to green. So just, just leave the market alone. You know, same thing you guys said, just reduce exposure to the maximum. Yeah different styles but yeah same same philosophies for sure yep nice hat by the way toby oh thank you <laughs> i got i got a similar hat this is my german and then i got my city hat my summer hat nice. <laughs> dude you look like you should be like yodeling in the other in the green hat yeah exactly. oh yeah dude. it's it's like a deep <laughs> south german like like a forest hat. That's dope. I yeah. like the color. Cool. <laughs> Cheers. But yeah, Toby, it looked good. I, I, nice, solid stuff, man. Shit, we should all wear cool hats next time. Dude, let's do it. We'll have the, a hat <laughs> podcast coming up. Yeah. It'll be like yeah, Shamakuna's Halloween costumes in a couple weeks. Oh, shit. That'd be funny. True. <laughs> We yeah, can invite we'll, Relamas okay, we on for the Halloween same week. Lunch. And he'll fucking be like, why are you all dressed as like idiots? What the fuck is going on? Yeah, someone that's never came on before. So that's uh, that's the 24th. This is the closest. Uh, no, actually, wait. Halloween is on the 31st. No, 30th, right? 31st, I think, right? Oh, my God. The 31st of October is, yeah. Yeah. Is, a is Tuesday. it on Tuesday? It's on Tuesday. <laughs> no way. Holy now shit, we yeah, have we to have to. Fuck. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's podcast day and Halloween day. I don't oh, even dude, I have a good that. idea already. I have a good it's... idea. Okay, okay. This is gonna be good. Well, Toby, I hopefully it's you're gonna even <laughs> you might have to just drop in because you'll probably be out. So you might just have to drop in on your phone for like five minutes and show us your costume. <laughs> no, I'll be here. Uh... It'll be late. It'll be late. I mean, it might be tough for me too. Seven o'clock. That's like prime Halloween party time. So when's daylight? Be the one. 
Yeah. Daylight savings? I have no idea. Oh uh, yeah, true. Daylight savings. That was, that, was, that was yeah, it will be even like even later for me, actually. Oh no, it's I totally forgot about daylight saving. That's about to get brutal. Well that, that has to be coming up fairly soon. It's October, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's sometime in October. Um, October the no wait October yeah twenty ninth of October oh that's right before that's at least a couple days that for Germany yeah that's for Germany it's different in America uh yeah it's on November fifth in America okay now we know so that's after uh yeah it's always those two weeks that totally throw me off I'm like wait I trade now at one p.m. or wait what time is it (laughs) it totally throws me off. Yeah. All right, guys, we should probably call it here before we keep rambling on too long. Yeah. Now people know Halloween. Keep it coming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Nice chit chat today. Get our traumas, traumas out. Psychology session, therapist <laughs> session. Much appreciated. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, boys. Stay safe out there with this action. Yeah, for real. No more trading today. Close the apps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ciao, Take everybody. it easy, guys. See you next week. Everybody. See you. Yeah.